Hi there, let's talk sports friends. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Pucks and I'm joined by my co-host Jim. Thanks for joining me today to talk all the news around NHL. This I, thanks for having me as always here on a Monday talking hockey. It's always my pleasure to join the show, talk about it. Uh, busy weekend in the National Hockey League. It seems to always be busy these days, but um, games fast and furious. It's a short week in the National Hockey League with the All-Star break coming up at the end of the week. But uh, we should be all good to go. And you know what? It's going to be a fun show today. Yeah, um, definitely so. Um I know you had your show on Saturday. Um, how did it go? And why should people check it out? Yeah, it was another solid show this weekend on Saturday. Obviously, we talked about Henrik Lundqvist's night with the New York Rangers. Uh, we talked about the Dallas Stars resurgence in the standings, what plans they have going forward. We talked about the Edmonton Oilers and players that they should be looking at. Uh, we talked about Penguins as well. We talked about two teams dominating at home, and we and we analyzed the Arizona Coyotes' home uh, home ice situation uh, and why the league should move it around. So a lot of d- stuff deep dive into the show this weekend. Uh, and I encourage everyone to check that out. Last word on hockey, Mad Radio Network. I know Jim would appreciate your support. If you can just. Go over there, check out his episode, and also follow the group um, just so you can check out his other shows. Yeah, absolutely. Go check it out. You're not going to be disappointed. It's going to be great. Uh, you know, a lot of lot of good things coming with the show, and we appreciate the support from all the communities. Um, yep. Um, and uh, it really does make a difference, so please do. Um, as we... Head into uh, events this week. Um, some teams will continue to go toe-to-toe in their division is the Panthers, the Lightning and the Maple Leafs. They continue to just have positive performances and um, particularly the Maple Leafs, I think, needed this start to the season given how last season ended. But um, this is... Um, shaping up to be an exciting end to the season in this division. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an exciting division for sure. Uh, Tampa, uh, Florida, Toronto all playing very, very well. Uh, for the Maple Leafs, they're starting to figure out how to incorporate Peter Morazic. They did sign him in the offseason. They they planned him, for him to be the starter, but again, Jack Campbell took over because of injuries and all that stuff. So, uh, he's looked good as a starter, but he started to fade because, you know, just too much workload. Uh, they didn't have a capable backup goaltender. And if they could start using Morazic more, that's going to help Campbell and keep him fresher for later down when they need him to be in the playoffs. And who knows, maybe Morazic can take over as the number one guy there. But I think this is Jack Campbell's job, and he's earned himself a nice contract going forward with this team or another team. Also, the additions of Michael Bunting, Andre Kasha has forgot has made people forget about Zach Hyman leaving for Edmonton. I like Bunting playing with Matthews, and Matthews is making him a better player. I like the fact that they're added size, physicality on that line. The rest of the big boys are are playing well, and they're playing better. And they're playing better defensively, despite some injuries back back there. Lilligren, I know Jake Muzzin has been hurt and has been out for a little bit, so Toronto was playing really good. 
uh, in front of them. Obviously, Florida continues to roll, uh, especially on home ice. Uh, Sam Bennett, Jonathan Huberdeau, um, Anthony Duclair, that line has been unbelievable. Uh, talk about Alexander Barkov is playing unbelievable as well for them. And, you know, even <clears throat> even though Spencer Knight had to go to minors, Sergey Bobrovsky is, you know, making a strong case to win a visit a trophy this year. Just the way he's got out of the gates, uh, playing like he did in Columbus, and that's a big reason why the Panthers are in a position that they are in. Not to mention having a guy like Aaron Ackblad in the back and definitely helps the cause for sure. And obviously Tampa Bay just, you know, they're the Stanley Cup champions. They're two-time defending champs looking for three-peat. Uh, you know, many people wondered what it would be like without that third line. There seems to start to find some clicking there. I don't be surprised if they add a piece for their third line to make it a little bit better. Uh, but Stamkos carrying this team with Kucherov and Point out of the lineup. Now they're all back, and Kucherov's just a monster for this team. So it's going to be an exciting finish. Whoever finishes 2-3 is not going to – it's not going to be easy matchup. And I don't even think the 1-4 matchup, see Boston – stays there is going to be easy any easier because all four teams right now are playing really well yeah um i agree um a team not playing as well are the canadians are lost six in a row and um they've got their troubles and i think you might see action come the end of the season might need to be a lot of activity come the end of the season but it's not great if you're a fan of this side, especially after last season, I'm sure this is not what they wanted. No, they definitely didn't want this, uh, for sure. Um, the expectations going this season were kind of high. Um, but then again, you thought you were going to have a healthy Carey Price, a healthy Che Weber, but the fact is Weber's probably done. Price, we don't know who's going to play the rest if, if he comes back at this point, I don't think. He should, not with the way this team is playing. They need to look into uh, total rebuild, move some players out. Uh, I know Kent Hughes met with his scouting staff, met with uh, Gordon over the weekend. They're looking into what they can do going forward. And there's going to be some players pe- uh, on the Canadians that teams are going to want, some UFAs, some RFAs. I know Jeff Petrie's name has been thrown around uh, now, and along with Ben Sherratt. And, you know, obviously Drew name is out there. It's going to be interesting to see who they move, but they have some pieces that they can move to make other teams um, better, especially give them depth come the playoffs. But it's definitely time for rebuild in in uh, Montreal. They were just hanging on just to make the playoffs. Like every so often, they go on a run and they just step, take three steps back and then come back again. Last year was just a fluke run for them. Same with the year before. Now they have to really do it and draft better and can't hit on these miss on these first round picks. They just can't and, and give up on them way too soon because, you know, McDonough and Sergachev are two defensemen that could be on this team right now. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, one side was doing considerably better um, than them is the Rangers and their side, what we talk about almost every week. Um, They've just had uh, their season, I wouldn't say perfect, but it's not far off it, uh, given um, they didn't make the playoffs last year. So um, I'm sure if you're a Rangers fan, you're probably as positive as you've been for a while. And not 
just of your Rangers fan. If you're neutral, they're probably one of the sides you'd want to watch if you just turn on the TV and don't watch your team. I'm sure the Rangers is up there for most hockey fans at the moment. Yeah, I mean, one of the original six teams uh, that's doing well this year. Obviously, we talked about it on this show numerous times, you know, with the changes that were made um, last year with Gordon being removed, Davidson being removed, you know, it was now time. It was on Chris Jury, it was on James Bone to make this team a playoff team. The additions that they made, bringing in Goudreau, bringing in uh, Ryan Reeves, made him tougher to play against. But you got to talk about that back end with the Rangers right now. Yes, Adam Fox is not there. He's got an injury. But Braden Schneider stepping up. Keandre Miller's back there. Lindgren, uh, Jacob Truba uh, in front of two quality goaltenders and Igor Shesterkin and Alexander Gorgiev. Not to mention up front, you know, Panarin's playing well. He's been a Jets, picked up his game. Um, they're going to definitely look to add depth. I mean, I know they're, you know, they're one of the teams going after JT Miller to bring him back for that position. So they've, they're getting good scoring. They're playing better. Yeah, towards the end, they had a couple of losses, especially on Lundquist night, but that was to be expected. You know, I think the loss against Columbus was a little worse than the one against Minnesota. Uh, those are two points you just can't give up. The one against Minnesota was late. They, they let them come back after being up 2 nothing. Chris Kreider, 31 goals. I don't think anybody expected this. This guy's having a resurgence under Gerard Gallant. And, I mean, look, they may be able to trade one of their forwards that they – Took high. I know Kako Kako's name has been um, rumored as part of some deals. So, I mean, it's not like they can give up on players, but they have a plethora of depth as well that they can move if they want to get on some trades. I think Miller to the Rangers just makes so much sense. Uh, bring a guy back, have him two for two playoff runs because he's got term left. We'll see if Vancouver wants to do it. The, the price is pretty high. So, we'll see if the Rangers want to do it. But this was the trajectory the Rangers were supposed to be on. After they made the bubble playoff, I think, you know, last year they got close. This was the next year that they were going to take the next step to be a playoff team. And they have been, and they've been in first place a couple of times now in the Metro. But you know what? They're solidifying themselves as a solid playoff team this year. Yep. Um, I agree. Um, and another team what's on the app is um, the Hurricanes and their team we talk about quite often. That's just continue to be consistent and as we all know if you're um, consistently good then you should make the playoffs uh, um, a lot to be positive about this team yeah very positive I think there's a referendum on Frederick Anderson as a goaltender what he's doing this year with the Carolina Hurricanes um, you know I think the team in front of him that was in Toronto was not as good as this team defensively they're just not uh, his Carolina team is better um, they have so many playmakers up front on offense, too, from Shvechnikov to Teravine. And, uh, you know, everybody forgets Jesperi Kakaniemi's there. Uh, but this team plays like their coach did, Rod Brendan Moore. This guy was a hard-nosed physical player. That's the style they take on. You know, who would have thought, you know, they didn't sign Dougie Hamilton, but they replaced him with a guy like Tony D'Angelo, cheaper cost, bringing a couple other guys um, to fill the void. I wasn't sold on their goaltending of Ranta and Anderson, but they're, they're starting to turn it around. Both guys are playing really well. Uh, Ranta isn't as hurt as much, um, and this team just continues to play well in the Metro division. Everybody had them as the, one of the odds-on favorites to win the division this year. 
Uh, I just like what this team brings. I mean, just so much depth down that on the offense. Cho checks there as well. I mean, they just they have so many ways they can beat you, and they can play so many different game styles. You want to uh, play a high scoring game, they'll do it. If they want to play a defensive game like they did the other night, they'll do it. Just so many good players on that team, young players, uh, and like I said, having Brendan Moore and that staff there, uh, this this Hurricanes team's hungry. They want to win a Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, uh, great. Um, so now to talk about a couple of teams for the not so well. So the Flyers, we've talked about quite a lot um, recently, and there was a lot of um, social media buzz during the week that they were only side not to have won during the year. That has now happened, but that doesn't make it any better, to be honest with you. There's not too much more we can say than um, we did last week. Yes, they did get the win, but this side has a lot of problems, and I think they're probably going to have to take drastic action come the season. They've just stagnated to a point where it's hard for me to say this, but they've almost become an embarrassment, and from a someone what supports both the Jets and the Knicks. I know how that is to have these sorts of seasons. So I feel sorry for the fan base and to be honest with you, ownership, front office, coaching staff and playing personnel have to do better for this fan base because they deserve better. Yeah, I mean, with the Flyers, I mean, this is a complete mess this year for them. Uh, two losing streaks of 10-plus games. That's not a way to make the playoffs. Carter Hart has no confidence right now. Martin Jones is not the ideal signing for them as a backup goaltender. Defensively, they're just not good in front. You know, Ristolainen is what he is from when he was in Buffalo. They gave up too much for him. Ryan Ellis is hurt. Um, they've just never been able to get over the hump that the fact that Justin Braun, um, no, who was it? Oh, Matt Niskanen decided to retire. Um, that you know that was a huge loss for them. Uh, he had signed there, and then they just decided to hang him up. So they've never been able to replace that that kind of action there in Philadelphia. Um, you know they made the trade for Atkinson um, for Voracek. That seems to have been working working out fine for them. I, I think Atkinson Atkinson fits what the Flyers are, but the issue is going to be come after the All Star break this weekend. What are they going to do with Claude Drew? I know his name has been rumored around. They're going to talk to him this weekend to see what his plans are, what his future is, what he wants to do. He's an unrestricted free agent. I just don't see them. Ha- I don't see this team resigning him at come the end of the year. I think he's going to go someplace to chase a cup and maybe get some value for him. So we'll see there. I mean, this team is just a mess. Yeah, I agree. Um, so... And I'm sure this won't be necessarily your favourite topic to talk about. The Devils um, have not had necessarily the best um, space of games. Bottom now, um, how do you see this? I know that there is circumstances. I know there's been um, injuries this season and also some trouble with COVID. Um, I know you've sort of got a love-hate relationship with should they make a change at coaching. How do you feel um, at this point? I think, I mean, look, the Devils, nothing has gone right for this team. 
ever since Corey Crawford decided to retire before the season started last year, they're like they haven't been trying to find a backup goalie to Mackenzie Blackwood. Now I don't know what's going on with Blackwood. They say it's a heel injury. This thing is he's been rehabbing it since the summer, since the end of last year. I know he has COVID stuff going on, whether or not he wants to get vaccinated or unvaccinated. It appears he's been vaccinated. But this heel thing has been becoming an issue. And and I've had issues with the devil because devil's medical staff diagnosing injuries for a very long time. It goes back to the days when Paul Martin was there in his wrist injury. Um, at the beginning of the year, Miles Wood was just day-to-day with a lower body injury. And then, then he needed surgery. Um, Jonathan Bernier was out week to week with a groin pull, and then he needed surgery. The diagnosis of these injuries is not good. Um, I understand they want to rehab stuff as quickly as possible, try to do that, but it's just not working. The goaltending is just not what it is, uh, what it should be at this point. If you're going to be relying on John Gillies and Akira Smead to win your games, then you're, you're, there's a reason why you're in the, in the cellar. Um, Tom Fitzgerald made it his goal this year to, for the Devils to play meaningful games. That is not going to happen. They are probably going to be sellers at the deadline. They have to get a new coach. When when Lindy Ruff was out with COVID, this team played better under Elaine Nazardine. And as I've wrote before, this, the Devils have more underlying problems than just a coach. Uh, their power plays better with Nation Bastion being in front of the net. I like what they've done there. But they need goal scoring. They need play. They have so many playmakers, but they just don't have guys that can put the puck in the net, and that's the biggest issues for them. Yes, Hamilton's hurt. Yeah, they don't have their combination there. But Steverson said it right. This team needs to win, and and they need to change the culture of it. And if it's the young players, the veterans that are there, they have to get out of this rebuild mode and start winning hockey games to play meaningful games. And, you know, early on it was, okay, they, they would win few, then they would lose one, but they would rebound nicely. But now it's just the losing streaks are just continuing. And, yes, they played they play better. They've been playing better, but they're still coming up short. Probably one of those teams that are, that's what they do. Um, but they just don't have the goal scoring to get them over the edge right now. And, you know – yeah, Jesper Brad is playing well, but he's a, and he's an unrestricted free uh, restricted free agent at the end of the year, and he's probably going to get a pay raise. I'd be wary to give this guy any more than a, a two three year deal because he consistently has not proven he can do this. This is his first year in a while that he's been able to do this. Uh, where you play in a lineup matters, but if you're going to have Nathan Bastion on your first line and you have a guy like Alexander Holtz in the minors, that's a guy that needs to be on, playing on the first line, and, and he could probably benefit with playing with guys like Heeshear and Hughes. Uh, so, I mean, Devils changing combinations all the time. So many injuries. I know it's not excuses, but they have to get – they have to figure out their goaltending situation again, upgrade their defense again, and get a goal scorer again. Same problems they've had over the last couple of years. And Tom Fitzgerald's got to fill these needs, and they're going to have to start drafting better and start trusting their kids in the system. I know they want to develop like Tampa does and Detroit did, but at what point are you going to realize that, hey, why are we putting Jimmy Vesey on the top line or Nathan Bastion when those guys are better on the on the fourth line? So, again, I think the Devils should make a coaching change. If this continues, it's got to happen quicker. Just let Nazardine finish out the year and see what happens before you bring in, a, bring in another guy. But something's got to change with this team. Yep, um, I'd Ray, and I'm sure it's something we'll talk about in future episodes in depth. Um, 
before we wrap the show up, there's just a few bits of news around the league. Um, we alluded to a little bit earlier uh, during our Canadians, but there's reports that Kerry Price still plans to play this year. He's had some um, interruptions, but he still hopes to play. And I know you alluded to earlier, you think maybe, especially with the team situation, maybe he should sit out and... I kind of agree when you have an issue like mental health. Longer is always better. And if he comes back in a struggling team, you don't know how that will affect his mental health. So I think sit the year out, let him cope with whatever he's dealing with. But also um, he won't feel pressured. So then he will have the best chance possible to come back and be his best self, whether it's as a player or as a in his personal life as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, look, originally he was out because of some mental issues, which he's still going through. Uh, but then he started rehabbing his knee, and then he had a setback with the knee. And I think, I think that's what he's still working on to come back. And you know, lower body stuff with goalies takes a while to come back. I mean, just see what look, what happened with Tuukka Rask and the Bruins. He's He's injured again, coming off hip surgery. So, and he's hadn't had the game play. Um, Price would be wise, in my opinion, to take the rest of the year off and just be like, "Look, this it's a, it's a throwaway season anyway. Let me come back fresh and recharged. It, it's not going to matter if I come back. The Canadians are having a, a historically bad season. Uh, like you said, he alluded he wants to finish his career in Montreal. He didn't allude to the contract, but. He says he doesn't want to go any place he wants. This is his home for his family, so this is where he wants to be. And I think, I think, like I said, I think it would be best for him to just take the rest of the year off and come back fresh. There's no reason to rush back with a team playing this poorly in front of you. It's only going to make things worse. Yeah, I agree. Um, so one last bit of news. A fan of Kang, someone we talked about a few weeks back where he could land um as we talked about this on that friday show that um he's with signed with the oilers and not only that he's made his debut and also scored so he's got off to this um great start but do you view this as being long term a success and a good landing spot uh, I mean, I could have seen him go in other spots. I think the Oilers were the front runner from the beginning. Since they, since going back to speculation when his contract was bought out, I know um, Ken Holland was in, with his was in his uh, was in contact with his agent Dan Milstein. I know those two guys are friends, so obviously that was something they were trying to get done. Ken Holland believes in second chances. The coaching staff and, and management believe that Kane would be a great depth piece. And he can be. I mean, he could probably play with Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, or McDavid. They had him with McDavid on Saturday night against Montreal. I mean, he had this, he had the deflection. They're going to play Ottawa tonight. Let's see if he can score two in two games. But I feel that the Oilers could have done something different. I, offense was not a problem with this team. This team was ranked 11th in offense. Uh, defensively is where they struggled and goaltending because Mike Smith's been injured. Uh, they can't rely on the veteran presence. Miko Koskinen isn't playing well. Uh, they needed to bring in a goalie, and that's what they needed to do. Ken Holland is the only one to blame for this mess right now happening in Edmonton. 
and they were winning before they signed him. They won three in a row. Now they've won four in a row. Obviously, it's the Canadians. They look for five in a row against uh, Ottawa tonight. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, right now, I think I don't think he's going to probably stay in Edmonton the rest of his career. But he knows this is his final shot to get land someplace else for next year, and that's what he's playing for for next year because. Uh, you know, it's a short-term fix, but they still have other holes to fill, especially defensively in, in between the pipes. Come the trade deadline, they need to be trading for a goalie, especially if they want to compete and win a Stanley Cup because the goaltending right now is just not getting it done for Edmonton. Yes, they're playing weaker teams and they're winning. That's great. What's going to happen when you're playing the better teams that can, you know, you can't outscore your problems. They have a negative goal differential. Penguins learned this the hard way before they won back-to-back cups in 16 and 17. You can't outscore your problems, especially in the playoffs. And that's what the problem has been for the Oilers. They just cannot score in the playoffs. And, yes, yeah, it's a good move if you need it, but who's going to stop the puck? You can't. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's going to be interesting. And um, apart from a bit of housekeeping, that pretty much wraps up the um, show. As we spoke about last week, um, we're going to be starting doing a monthly competition. We're working with a betting picks app. Best bet 55. I've shared a poster on the group page and I just want to make it clear to everyone it's completely free, not just to download, but to use. And if betting isn't your thing, it doesn't, you're not betting money, you're just picking, predicting, if you will. Um, It would uh, help us make the content if you'd like to get involved download it via your apple device and add um our account let's talk sports 1986 and um in return what we'll be doing every month for the best hit rate we will give away let's talk sports merch a shirt and also a mug and that will only be available by competition winners and co-hosts and at the end of each season, in this case, the NHL um, season, there will also be um, a big prize for all the monthly winners will go into a competition. So um, we're excited to provide this content. And please, if you do have any questions of how you download the app or so forth, you can ask questions in one of my posts or just inbox me. But I'm excited to run this competition and see what members of our community are better at uh, predicting the games. Uh, Me and Jim will also be playing, so um, please do feel free to sort of contact us. And um, I know we're both excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited for this to be a part of it. Um, if you want, I'll post my poster in in the group as well. You can follow me. Follow me as well. I'm a fan. Fans Insider 33 on Best Bet 55. Um, so check it out. Uh, it's really fun, and it's going to be – it's just it's just a, a different way to watch the games. If there's a random game that you never thought you were going to watch, you know, you could pick a winner on this one and watch along. It makes the games a little bit more interesting. As Dan said, um, it's free, uh, you know, so it, there's no money being wagered, and the monthly prize thing is going to be awesome, and you guys are going to enjoy it. it. makes the games – it makes everything more enjoyable, funner, funner to watch, especially if you just have a, not a little something on it, but you just have pride on the line. That makes it even funner, too. You want to beat 
speak to the experts out there as well. So it's just a fun thing that we got involved in, and we thank them for being a part of our show now. Yeah, and um, the CEO of Apps can come on the show. Um, details are um, still being arranged, but I know Jim's going to come on and we'll work something out that will help promote a little bit. The competition will run from tomorrow for obviously a month, so we'll release details as and when. And that just about wraps up the episode of Event. Thank you for joining me today, Jim. Hey, thanks for having me. When you mentioned the Devils, I probably could, we could have probably done an hour-long show on me and the Devils and my love-hate relationship with them right now because that's what it is. These guys, every time, it's just it's always heartbreak with this team, but it's always a pleasure to talk hockey with you, especially when we talk the Devils. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll have, next time we talk about them, there'll be better news. I know that is to have a love-hate relationship with your sport too. Um, but thank you to everyone for joining us today. I already see a couple of likes on the video, so we thank you for that. Me and Jim will be back Friday morning with our Friday Sports Morning Show, so please do check it out. We'll be back next Monday, and I guess all that remains is for me to say, until next time, let's talk sport fans. Thanks for watching. Let's put...